This is One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Oh, baby, what a time to be on air because the legal tampering period, it has begun. The madness, the craziness, all the news that we've already seen come across our Twitter feeds about several players across the NFL reaching new deals with new teams, re-signing with their former current teams. And where do the Bills fit into this equation? Well, the Bills have some news of their own that they announced today. Two players agreeing to terms on a deal, a three-year deal with punter Sam Martin. That's awesome to have him back in Buffalo for a few seasons. And Tyler Medikevich agreeing Mm -hmm. to a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. We know how important Tyler, Big Red is what the players call him, how important he is to special teams on the Buffalo Bills. Matty Glab here, filling in for Chris Brown right next to Steve Tasker for the next couple of hours. A lot of free agency talk in today's show. We've we've also got college analyst of The Athletic, Bruce Feldman, joining us at 2.30 this afternoon. And a new, fresh mock draft watch dropped on Friday morning. We tracked around 30 mock drafts and the latest crop of mock drafts that have popped up. Oh my gosh, there are so many to track this season. It seems like people are dropping those every single day. There's new mock drafts to check out. Let me tell you, Bijan Robinson, he's still a favorite name for the Bills at number 27. But we're going to get into that later in the 2 o'clock hour. But now... Let's talk about some of the moves that have happened in the last hour as this legal tampering period began at noon. Today, free agency officially begins. The new league year officially begins on Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. This Bills roster is going to start to look a little different in the coming days. Some new faces that we will be welcoming to this team. Some faces that we will part ways with as they will go to different teams. The Bills have 23 free agents. We'll see how many of them continue their time with the Buffalo Bills and how many of them go elsewhere. But man, oh man. A lot of talk here for several different players. Over the weekend, we saw uh, the Bills agreeing to terms with Matt Milano on a two-year contract extension. Very important to keep him in Buffalo for a couple more years. That locks him up till 2026. And then there were reports that Tim Settle and Naheem Hines reworked their contracts, restructured their contracts. We knew this stuff was probably going to start coming here in the coming days and hours because Brandon Bean has said multiple times with with the way that the cap number is set at 224.8 million we're going to have to work to get under the cap what does that mean that means restructures that means signing low budget free agents we've already started to see some of these restructures in the reports about Tim Settle, Naheem Hines and Matt Milano frees up some space as well yeah that it, you knew it was coming and it's, I'm surprised too that we always think about, let's get the big ones out of the way first. You think they're going to restructure Von Miller. You think they're going to restructure Josh or, or Tredavious White. Or whatever. They start at the, kind of the other end. Tim Settles and, uh, well, not the other end, but Matt Milano was a little bit of an unexpected mm-hmm. one, uh, although he was on the list that we had mentioned. Uh, they've still got some work to do to get under the cap and get cap compliant, but also 
you know, signing Sam Martin and Medikevich, those, you know, these are the nuts and bolts of the roster. They're going to need some quality guys. Medikevich is kind of a special teams leader, kind of a team captain kind of guy in the special teams room. You got to have those guys on your roster, and they and they redid their deal. Naheem Himes doing the club a solid, restructuring his deal. What he does, he did, he just bet on himself. It's a smart move by him, in my opinion, because his deal, he's going to make like four million bucks. And everybody said, well, they should cut him and read it. Well, they redid it, so he mm-hmm. has a chance to make four point seven, but they saved cap space because his salary went down. And if he just, and he was only here for like a half a season, so any statistics they attached to inter- incentives for him. He's got 17 weeks to get him rather than the eight that he had uh, over the second half of last year. So uh, that gives him a real solid chance to catch some of those, a lot of those incentives and make more money than he would have if he just let his contract sit. Yeah, I would say at this point when you're looking at the Bills and the moves that they have made, I am not shocked by any of it. I didn't know if we would – I didn't think we'd see Matt Milano's name this week, but it makes sense right. that they want to extend him and, and rework some space that they'll be able to – work with this year in terms of new players coming in, in terms of extending current players that are on this roster that are set to become free agents. That number's 21 for the Bills. I know I just said 23, but it's actually 21 for the Bills as a couple guys um, have already decided to and it's been you know announced that they're coming back to Buffalo um, in the previous weeks. So where... Do the Bills kind of sit on the scale of what's happening and what's being announced in real time? It's it's tough to keep up with our Twitter feeds right now uh, as new deals and, and, and new announcements are coming out on the minute, on the second, I want to yeah. say. So let's run down some of the ones that we know about, uh, some of the ones that have been previously reported. So we all saw that report that the Rams are sending Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins for a 2023 third rounder and tight end Hunter Long. Um, the AFC East continues to get better on offense and defense. We've seen the reports about Aaron Rodgers and potentially the Jets. At this point, we're just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make a decision. I think a move like this, if it happens, it's going to be very interesting to see how the team's how the Dolphins, how the Patriots, how the Bills decide to act. Yeah, I don't know that in the wake of yeah. Aaron Rodgers possibly coming to if, the New York Jets. If the if Aaron Rodgers comes to the AFC East, I don't know that it, the teams change the way they're doing things. I know the Jets will change massively. Um, they're going to attempt to put together the same roster they had last year, where they were just missing a quarterback and just plug Aaron Rodgers in. Uh, may change what they do in the draft a little bit. Maybe they'd go a little bit more offense than they would otherwise have. But I think it changes things massively if you're the New England Patriots. I mean, all of a sudden, they're a distant fourth in the AFC East. And And I've heard rumors, too, not rumors, but speculation, that maybe it's the Patriots, who, by the way, are making a few releases and signings um, today as well, They've been crushed by free agency over the past handful of years. Remember, this is the team that signed Antonio Brown to a contract for a $9 million signing bonus, and he got one game out of him. Same team that signed Jonathan Fenene, a defensive tackle, to a three-year, $9.8 million a year average, and got zero games out of him. 
they signed Jonu Smith, who they just re- who they just got rid of mm-hmm. for a four year, fifty million dollars. They sent, guaranteed thirty one point five million dollars of it. They got fifty five receptions and five hundred yards and a touchdown out of that. I mean, they've struggled in free agency, and now and they struggled see, in the draft with some of their choices. Yeah, over the and last they drafted years. a guy that was d- d- picked to go day three as a number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they want to be relevant, I think. I, they got to make a play for a Lamar Jackson type of player, oh don't you think? Oh, my gosh, Steve. This, this division is going to look wild if that was Wildly different than it did a year ago, yes. All of a sudden, you know, and, and I've also heard there's still people on Twitter, national guys on Twitter, who are saying they still think Tom Brady's in, in play for the Dolphins, oh even though gosh. they just picked up Tua Tonga-Vailoa's fifth-year option and, and hung up $23 million on him. Uh, they still think Brady's in play for the Miami Dolphins. What did Tom Brady tweet? He said taking care of his daughter's uh, kitten is 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 taking too much of it, of his time in in a yeah, that's retirement. Posh. That that you know what you know why that that just lets you know that there are conversations yeah, going on. He's, he's got to come out and say, "Hey, listen, I'm retired." <laughs> no, he's still on somebody's front burner, which means it's the Dolphins. And as we're talking about quarterbacks quarterback shifts continue to happen according to Ian Rappaport he tweeted sources are saying that former Raiders quarterback Jared Stidham is signing a two-year 10 million dollar deal with the Broncos choosing to play for Sean Payton over other options the deal which includes five million guaranteed and four million more in upside reunites him with Davis Webb who is known since he was a teenager well we know Davis Webb really well because he was with the Buffalo Bills for a couple of years other reports out there Jason Kelsey of the Eagles the center announced he's not going to retire this season uh Baltimore cutting veteran defensive lineman Calais Campbell We'll see if he heads back to Baltimore, if they're able to free up some space. That's a move that you kind of look at and wonder um, what's going to be the case for him. He's had an incredible uh, time with the Baltimore Ravens, a huge force on that defensive line. Uh, A couple other announcements out there as well. Reports are saying that Former Eagles linebacker T.J. Edwards is heading to the Bears on a three-year deal, so we're starting to see some news with the linebackers here. Does that mean anything for Tremaine Edmonds and the Bills? We will see. The Broncos could be looking to trade for a wide receiver. They've had talks with teams about Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and K.J. Handler, according to reports. Rams running back Austin Eckler looking for permission to seek got a per- trade. Got permission to seek a trade. Uh, also, we were talking about the AFC East. The, the Patriots did sign cornerback Jonathan Jones back to a two-year mm-hmm. uh, with worth a maximum of $20 million. It's guaranteed $13 million. Uh, he gets two years of roster security, and they get their, their, quarter, their best cornerback back um, to play again. So the Patriots are working. They're working on the defensive side of the ball, signing their corner uh, Jonathan Jones back to a two-year, thirteen million dollar contract with a max of twenty million. So there's, you know, there's a lot of a lot going on around the league, and uh, Austin Eckler. And if this in the same time, the Austin Eckler, the, the char- I've talked to Brownie a lot about this, Maddie. The Chargers are going to be Chargers. They they don't really do well year in year out. They got their quarterback, but I think their the rest of their team. Tight end Donald Parham. They couldn't reach a deal with him. Now yep. he, he's going to be a free yep. agent. 
Austin Eckler now can't get can't sign to a deal, and he's a guy that's been really effective for them. Can't come to an agreement. Mm-hmm. They were he's asking to be traded. Um, the Rats are leaving that ship. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to compete in that division this next year after having their even with uh, Justin Herbert on a rookie contract. What are they doing? I don't know, man. I do not know. A, a player like Austin Ackler requesting permission to seek a trade, you wonder what the, that team is going to look like in 2023. Yeah, and, and then another in AFC West, again, you're, you're thinking about Jarrett Stidham. I think that's a big deal because Jarrett Stidham was a guy who worked with um, Josh McDaniel in New England, came down there running the offense, helping those guys. He wants out. Mm-hmm. He's going to sign with the Broncos. Um I think for Stidham, it's a great move because Sean Payton, for all the things that Josh McDaniels has done, how tough can it be when you're working with Tom Brady as opposed to Jarrett Stidham and and Derek Carr and those kind of guys? Mm -hmm. He hasn't had the same success. He didn't have the same success in Denver when he drafted Tim Tebow. Uh, Yeah, Vegas looks like they're struggling to find a quarterback. They're said to be in the running for Jimmy Garoppolo because Josh McDaniel worked with Jimmy. Man, I don't know. I don't. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be better than Derek Carr. That's a sideways trade at best to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because at least Derek Carr took all the snaps. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo may be on crutches on the sidelines for a percentage of your season. I don't know. I this is re, it's everything's coming kind of into focus because all this stuff happens. Uh, I'm really interested to see what happens with Tremaine Edmonds because, as you said. That T.J. Edwards contract with the Bears is three years for $19 million. That's not much. I know. It's a steal for the Bears. And the Bears are a team. They have cap space to use. Yeah. They can make that move, and they can make a bunch of other moves. And they also have a lot of draft picks not now that, and next year because that, they trade away that number one pick. Maddie, that, not only do they have to make moves like that, they have to make moves like they that do. because they're under the salary floor for the NFL. <laughs> they're not even spending the minimum for their payroll. They've got to spend that and more this year and next year to get back in compliance with the CBA. Mm-hmm. They're not paying anybody. So they got to make this move and others like it. Yeah. But TJ, but this this deal with TJ Edwards, I mean, what's that say for Tremaine Edmonds's contract? And everybody thought after Roquan Smith got the type of money that he got, that players like Tremaine Edmonds might be impossible to keep in Buffalo based on the cap space because Roquan got big time money. So that must mean somebody like Tremaine Edmonds would also get big time money. But right. you see this deal with TJ Edwards and you wonder if there's a little bit of room to work, if there's a little bit of room Maybe. to create a team friendly deal. I don't know. I don't know. He's such a young linebacker. <laughs> He's really that young. Teams, <laughs> I feel like so many teams are going to want to go after somebody like that who still has a lot left in the tank, who has crazy measurables uh, that are hard to get within the NFL and are and are also going to be hard to get via the draft this year. Some other news that's out there. Uh, the Jets agreed to terms with linebacker Quincy Williams on a three-year deal, another linebacker according to reports. And offensive line, that's been a position group that a lot of people say that the Bills need to address in free agency. A name that the Buffalo Bills not necessarily have been linked to, but a name that some analysts have said would look good in Buffalo, Ben Powers. Well, 
He's signing a four-year deal with the with the Broncos. Former Raven Ben Powers signing a four-year deal with the Broncos, according to reports. Fifty-two million, twenty-eight and a half million dollars guaranteed. We'll see if Buffalo makes any moves in free agency that have to do with the offensive line group. They have quite a few names, quite a few depth pieces that are set to become free agents that played on the offensive line this yeah. past season. Yeah, that and that's where the Bills, I think, are focusing most of their attention. They're trying to get – they've got some huge positional emergencies on their roster right now. they got one safety in Micah Hyde. Uh, Jaquan Johnson is free – no, they got nobody else. Um, you could say Christian Benford's going to move back. He's a corner. they got nobody else at safety. Offensive line, they're decimated by the lack of contracts that they have. They don't even have anybody on contract. That's the problem with these two position groups. So the Bills are in a positional emergency, which they can fix through free agency – but they got to, if the, you know, there's a way to f- cover those deficiencies by signing guys. But I told this, I told Brownie this and Chris Trapasso this at the end of last week. If they're signing guys the veteran minimum, those guys are just looking for jobs. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just, they're Charlie Bag of Donuts and, and, Billy Sixpack. You know? And, a, and, and a lot of those players who were on the team this past year were, were one-year deals that right. were offensive linemen. I mean, Roger Saffold is one. David Questenberry is one. Greg Van Roten is another. Um, Bobby Hart, who's kind of been on and off this roster over the last few years. We'll see what happens with him. Justin Murray, another name. So these are depth pieces. Whether they started or not, you're going to have to address. You're going to have to see do we want this player on our roster in 2023 or do we want to look elsewhere if they're looking elsewhere are they going to be looking at those one-year deals or are they going to want to sign a bigger name to multiple years but may have to shift some of that money around in a creative way because of their cap situation now here's how it gets complicated as well so certainly you want to go out there and it seems simple you go out there you see how much money we got to spend who are we looking to to find, go act out and ask all the guys who are available at those positions how much they want, see if you can sign them. That's all, it's all well and good. Now you throw this curveball in because today we've heard, like with Austin Eckler, he's got permission to seek a trade. The Denver Broncos look to be dealing wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, all those guys are, are on the trading block. Now, they're not trying to dump them because of their salaries – but they're looking to move on from those guys for draft picks or whatever. And those are like Jerry Judy can play. Oh, yeah. yeah those guys can That's Portland a- Sutton. They got a trio of guys that can really play. All three of them are said to be available through a trade. Now, the price is there, but you got you to go kick the tires on those guys. While you're shopping for free agents over here, you've got these three guys who can really go are up for trade over here. It's complicated. And the more that you talk about this and the more that you look at the Bills roster and where they're at and what they need, the more I'm all in on, I know Brandon Bean said low-budget free agents, but he said we might not make big splashes before, and then they go out and get Von Miller. I'm starting to (laughs) become of the party. We don't believe you. That says, no, let's go get a big name. Yeah, yeah. This team has such a great roster. They're a couple choices, couple decisions, couple players away from being a part of that conversation of a Super Bowl team. And yes, they still will be because of where they're at right now and the players that they'll get back in terms of guys that are going to be healthy this upcoming season. But 
why not go out and try and do something with some great names that are going to be available within the free agency yeah. market here in the next couple of days as at- we're seeing teams start to make these big moves. I don't think we, we thought Buffalo would be one of the first teams to make a, a big move at all, but maybe they could make a few moves that aren't going to cost crazy amounts of money, but, but will still be upper echelon names. Right. And I, yes. And you look at the names that are out there are, I mean, you got to look at them. I mean, they're like Tom, I mean, Tomlinson, all these guys, they're def- the defensive tackles like Javon Hargrave from the Eagles, Draymond Jones, Zach Allen. Then you've got guys like, uh, uh, you've got interior offensive linemen like Isaac uh, Sayumalo. Ethan Pochick, Nate Davis, Garrett Bradbury, Dalton Risner from the Broncos, uh, and Powers just got signed. Will Hernandez. You got some guys out there that are available. You got a ton of names. I mean, there's. And it's still it's still true that people want to come to Buffalo to play for a team that is a playoff contender every single year with the opportunity to make it to the AFC championship, hopefully push into the Super Bowl over the next couple years. Guys may take less money because they want to win. We saw players do that in the past with with the Bills. We've seen players sign team-friendly deals to be a part of what's going on in Buffalo. Maybe that happens again this year for a couple names. You mentioned Javon Hargrave. Well, news out on him They've reached a deal or an agreement on a four-year, $80 million deal that includes $40 million guaranteed at signing with the San Francisco 49ers per sources. That's big money. Yeah, it is, and it's going to a San Francisco defense that's already That's already really good. Big. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That, the the Broncos – I mean the Broncos – the Niners are going to be good defensively again. One of the things about the Niners, though – and that's just me probably talking because I'm, I'm – I, the Niners have all these guys, and they've got a roster that's on, unbelievable, and they've been trying to get the quarterback right for a while. Something about the way they do business out there gets a lot of guys nicked up, particularly their quarterbacks. Yeah, they've been a team that's gotten hurt can, the last few sent, years. Everybody tends to blame Jimmy Garoppolo for being fragile or getting – it's not – I mean – it's not just Jimmy. Everybody that plays quarterback for them gets whacked. Yeah. And it's so been, I'm, yeah. I, I, whatever it is about their offense that lines them up for that or puts them in that position, it leaves their quarterback vulnerable to getting hit. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there's, it's easy to say that and when you look at the big picture and not look at every injury because they're all different they're all unique. But not only that, their defense is also in the same boat. So I don't know. Something about the way they're doing business out there in San Francisco gets guys – nicked up and when you look at teams getting nicked up when you look at um teams getting nicked up over multiple years not just one year and having it be a thing and, and not the next year the question is what does the lifting look like in the weight room as right. you're going through off-season workouts uh we talked about the reports out there that the former Ravens guard Ben Powers heading to the Broncos on a four-year deal another name that could be heading to the Broncos per sources right tackle Mike McGlinchey 
the Broncos are solidifying that offensive line already within the first couple hours of this tampering period, uh, giving Russell Wilson some extra protection up there. Yeah, that's McGlinchey's a a really good tackle. Mm -hmm. Uh, That helps them a lot. Uh, They've still got Dalton Risner, who is uh, a free agent, an interior offensive lineman, but McGlinchey's one of the top tackles available. There's Caleb McCrary, Jawan Taylor, of course, Orlando Brown from the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. All these guys are available, but McGlinchey's a guy that was really well regarded uh, by a ton of people, and the Broncos going fast and hard right here in free agency in the early going. Oh, yeah. So as you can already tell, we are going to be jumping all over the place today from team to team just based on the information that's coming out. Some of the reports that are coming out we will be talking about the entire NFL, not just the Bills today, because there's a lot of free agency news in this week of free agency frenzy. We'll see what the Bills do in the next couple of days as we approach the new league year starting on March 15th at 4 o'clock and the Bills will start to welcome some of those new faces to One Bills Drive. I would assume on Thursday and Friday we'll have some of these new guys in doing press conferences, media availabilities, and maybe even hanging out with us on One Bills Live. We've got a Twitter question today. What's the best plan of attack for Bills GM Brandon Bean in free agency? You get to play GM. What do you think Brandon Bean should do in free agency? How should they set up the Bills for 2023? What position, what player are you looking at? What, what pieces do you think need to be addressed in the next couple of weeks to set this team up for the NFL draft? You can give us a call at 803-0550 or tweet at us. We've got the tweet sheet going. We'll be reading off some of those tweets later on in the show, but... Oh my gosh. The news it, yeah. keeps on. Yeah, it's coming. Breaking. I mean, I, you can just sit it here and coming. read the timeline. David on on Oni Yamata, three year deal for thirty five million to the Falcons from he's from the the Saints. He's going to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. Hargrave going to San Francisco still. Jarrett Stidham's going to Denver. All this stuff's coming down. Morgan Cox for the Titans going to a, a one year deal for the titans uh wow this here we go none of this and you know the thing about it is we this is the the early conversation period that none of this stuff comes legal yeah comes real this until is why Wednesday. this is why i've said the word reports 50 times already in the oh first 25 minutes of this show. We're going to get a lot more reports and sources over the next hour and a half. Don't go anywhere. Stick with us here on One Bills Live. We're presented by Kaleida Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. Welcome back to One Bills Live on this week of free agency officially begins on Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Until then, we've got the legal tampering period where all of this news and information, sources say, reports say, our timelines are being flooded with it. All these new deals coming out. New players heading to new teams, players getting re-signed by their old teams. 
It's going to continue on throughout the day, throughout tomorrow, and then Wednesday is when all of this stuff becomes officially official. The AFC East starting to look a little bit different. Could Aaron Rodgers be in a Jets uniform this season? Well, we are waiting to see what he has to say about all of that. Uh, reports say that Jalen Ramsey is heading to the Dolphins. That defense continuing to get better. And then the Bills announcing that a couple players agreed to terms. Matt Milano on a an extension that keeps him with the Bills through 2026. And then Sam Martin, Buffalo's punter, and Tyler Medikevich, one of our linebackers, who's also a big part of this special teams unit, agreeing to terms on new deals with the Bills. Also, reports saying that Naheem Hines and Tim Settle have restructured their contracts to free up some space for the Buffalo Bills. We knew that this would happen because the Bills are over the cap. They've got to get under the cap to that $228.5 million cap that the NFL is operating at. In the 2023 season, we've started to see some of these offensive linemen, some hot names for the offensive line position, head to teams, the Broncos according to reports, getting Mike McGlinchey, right tackle, five-year, $87.5 million contract. Holy moly. Also, Ben Powers on a four-year deal, $52 million contract with 28.5 guaranteed. There's some big money being spent by teams already. Yeah, and uh, the Lions are signing cornerback Cam Sutton, who was with the Steelers last mm-hmm. year, a three-year deal, three deal worth $33 million, 22.5 is guaranteed. So the Lions get better. The Steelers take a hit to their defense. Um, I, I, You know, the Niners signed Javon Hargrave to that big deal. They were, they were already paying over six people 8.3 per year per guy. Over six years, they're they're paying their defensive line way more than anybody else in the National Football League. And that was before they signed Javon Hargrave to a four-year, eighty-four million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they and I get it. They don't have a quarterback to spend it on. They can't keep a quarterback healthy, <laughs> so they're they really are investing. They're putting their money where their mouth is. Their defensive line is dominant in any game they play. As long as they're, they're all healthy. Bosa's had trouble staying healthy, but, you know, and the rest of them have had trouble last year as well. But if you don't have a quarterback, you got to spend your money somewhere and get some good players to try and win games. And their defense has definitely won them games in yeah. the past. And in this past year, they had an incredible defense that was really hard to move the ball on and, and score on. Uh, we've got our Twitter question for the day. What's the best plan of attack for Bills? General Manager Brandon Bean in free agency. What do you think the Bills should do? Give us a call at 803-0550 or tweet us. I have a free agency preview story coming out later this afternoon or tonight. It's about expert opinion. Opinions, what the analysts think the Bills should do during free agency. And I asked for position groups. I asked for names. And the hot position group, I know you're not surprised by this, but was interior offensive line for the Bills. That's an area where a lot of NFL analysts, a lot of NFL experts believe the Buffalo Bills need some more depth. They they believe that they need 
more for Josh Allen in the pocket. They need more to help out their run game. Uh, right. They believe if they can add some depth there and even some talent that could compete for a starting spot, that possibly the offense could take a step forward next year. Uh, I definitely agree that based on the guys that are set to become free agents, there's quite a few depth pieces that the Bills could re-sign or they might lose. What are they going to do with that position? Whether it's re-signing guys or adding new guys, they're going to have to look at the offensive line as a whole. Yeah, and I, uh, this is uh, – uh, it, it just keeps going on. NFL, it's uh, – let's see, Carolina. It's amazing to me, too, that we got the draft on the horizon – and you, you think about what the Bears and the Carolina Panthers did this last weekend in trading – the Bears trading the number one draft pick for two ones, a two, and a player, a very good player, yeah, DJ, DJ Moore, Moore. Uh, to the Bears. And the Bears giving up one draft pick and dropping down uh, – what to was To number it? nine. To number nine. Mm-hmm. To t- still got a top ten pick. And there's nothing that says the Bears can't do that again yeah. and drop down further. Uh, or – and it doesn't – and it doesn't mean, too, that – Carolina Panthers can't drop down one or two spots. If they think that the Houston Texans or whoever are going to take quarterbacks that they don't want and the one that they're going to get is still there, they could pick up a number, one of those number ones back and trade back once. Yeah. Um, again, so I don't know that they'll – they probably won't do that, but it's still on the table depending on – you know because Arizona's at number three, and if Arizona wants to jump up and take somebody like Jalen Carter or somebody – they could go to the number one, give up one and a next year's two or something like that to give uh, to give Carolina the three pick. Man, oh man, I, uh, this stuff just keeps you know. This is this kind of this. We knew this week was going to be like this with all this stuff happening, but man, oh man, as this as you keep refreshing this, uh, the Commanders are signing the Giants' Nick Gates to a three-year mm-hmm. deal. He's an offensive line, interior offensive lineman, uh, so that's. They've agreed to terms. Former um, Saints defensive tackle Shy Tuttle has reached an agreement with the Panthers on a three-year, $19.5 million deal that includes $13 million guaranteed at signing. According to reports, Panthers adding to their defensive line. Speaking of the defense, one of the biggest questions that the Bills have to address this week and figure out is – Are Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds going to be a part of this team in the coming years? Or is there just no way that they're able to retain both of these guys because they're going to get more money on the open market? And and we know Brandon Bean likes to let guys who are set to become free agents, he wants them to test the market and see what what they're capable of getting if they choose to do so. Um, Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer in interviews have said that they want to enjoy the free agency process. They want to they want to see what what they're worth. They want to see what they can get. Um, so who knows if those are two names that that will be on the Bills roster in 2023. Um, when you think about the potential of names like that not being a part of the defense, those are foundational names. Those are names that, that came in with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Uh, to think about that safety tandem not being a tandem in 2023, you wonder how the defense could change overall because Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds are such important pieces and important players because of how the defense is played because of the fact that they they mainly are a nickel defense 
you put a lot on your secondary when you're in nickel most of yes. the time. This this defense in years past has played in nickel more than any other NFL team. You've got two linebackers on the field. Those two linebackers have to be really talented linebackers. They've got to be, be the right guys. they yeah. got to be the right guys to <laughs> yeah. be able to to play up and to rush the passer and to play the run. And they've also got to be talented enough to drop into the pass game and cover some some tight ends or, or, or cover wide receivers, you name it. Um, so this defense could start to look a little bit different, and that begs a question of, if it's going to look different, could this defense also play a little bit different this upcoming season, knowing that Leslie Frazier is not going to be the defensive coordinator this next year, knowing whoever is going to be the play caller that's still up in the air? Right. That's exactly right. And as we, as we plow through this, there's a, right now there's about 11 moves that are worthy of mentioning here. Uh, <laughs> De- defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, four years, $84 million to the 49ers from Philly. The Broncos signed offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey, five years, $87 million. Big money. Broncos also get guard Ben Powers, four years, $52 million. The Bears get linebacker T.J. Edwards, three years, $19 million. Lions get cornerback Cameron Sutton, three years, $33 million. Falcons get defensive tackle David Oniam. On Yamada, three years, $35 million. Patriots re-signed their cornerback, Jonathan Jones, two years, $19 million. Packers re-signed cornerback kick returner, Keyshawn Nixon, to a one-year deal for $6 million. Broncos get Vegas quarterback Jarrett Stidham to two years, $10 million. Panthers have got defensive tackles, Shy Tuttle, three years, $19 million. And the Commanders get center Nick Gates, three years, that price has not been released yet. So there's those 11 are off the top here, and it's still, you know, the, the timeline is still twirling here. So that it's – the thing that surprised me, that the T.J. Edwards contract with the Chicago Bears, lineback, inside linebacker like Tremaine Edmonds, three years, 19 million bucks. That's just over – like it's not even 7 million bucks a year. And we thought Tremaine, or he may still, we thought Tremaine was going to give it like 20. And he could. He could still do that. But you, what we had said in, in the first segment of the show is you see something like that come out and you wonder if yes. there's a world where maybe Tremaine it's stays not. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Tremaine stays here and he signs a team-friendly deal. Maybe. Are the Bills. Okay, that's what Tremaine's sitting there. If you're Tremaine, and I'm, I've been there. If you're Tremaine. You're sitting there. You, you, whatever happened before free agency, you start clicking in all this stuff. Here's what she, he, here's the only thing that Tremaine's up against: a team that believes their inside linebacker is not important enough to give fifteen to twenty million dollars to. If they can get a guy like T.J. Edwards in Chicago for seven million a year, and you don't think Tremaine Edmonds is way better than T.J. Edwards, you'll take the. T.J. Edwards and say, we'll live with the difference. But if you think Tremaine Edmonds is a difference maker for your defense, he's young, he's in his prime, he's Pro Bowl player. He's 24 he's, years old. He's, right now, he's 24. Incredible. He is not even 25 years old There's yet. people in the draft that are 25 years old. I know. And he's a six-year he's a, he's a six vet going into his sixth year. Yeah. Um, so you're sitting there like that, and you're thinking, uh, you know, that's where Tremaine's at. 
Is there a team out there? And if there is a team, who is it that is sitting there going, this is a 25-year-old player we could sign to a deal. He's younger than some of the guys that we're thinking about drafting at that position, but it's going to cost us like $20 bucks a year. Now, in five years, if you sign him to an eight-year contract, in five years the contract's obsolete even for a bad player, right? By that time, everybody's rich. But for now, it's going to cost us some money. What do you think? I don't know if I make that deal. Well, see, we, we're, we're biased here. We, I would love to see both of them back in, in a Bills uniform, but I don't, I don't know if it's possible. Let me ask you yeah. a simple question. When the Bills are making this decision, when Brandon Bean and the scouting department are making the decision as to if Tremaine and Jordan can be a part of the future of this team, is the question which one do we value more? Which position do we value more, safety or linebacker? Is that no? I think it's the it's the number. It's the number. It's got to be the number. And I'd say this too. I would say if knowing the relationship that Tremaine has with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, and and you know how much they love and respect each other, the Bills would probably benefit themselves. Just say Tremaine, you just go out and find out what you're worth. And if he, if you want to, before you sign it, call us. And if we can match it, you know we will. If we can't then we'll just, you know, hey, you hit the home run, congratulations. Mm-hmm. We won't even, we're not even going to make you an offer because we, we think you're worth way more than we can afford. Mm-hmm. So go out there, find out, and if you want to do us the favor, you don't have to, but if you want to do us the favor and call us and see if we can match it and you want to stay here for that money that you're going to sign with whoever it is, allow us to offer, allow us to, a chance to match it. And Tremaine can say, yeah, I may. Or whatever, but I'm going to hit the market, and then if I if I don't like the number, if I don't, you know, if it's not copacetic, I may give you a chance. I may or may not. Um, I would imagine something like that happened, but that's all in Tremaine's court. Then Tremaine doesn't can say no. Forget you. I'm going to be a free agent. I'm going to take the top dollar, and if you're not going to make me an offer, I'm I'm going to be insulted by that. Even though I know you're, you know, you can't afford whatever. All this stuff is on the table. But I think that's where the Bills would be, and I think Tremaine would be okay with it because at least he gets him to free agency, mm-hmm. which is where he wants to be, yeah. where and, every player needs to be. And Tremaine and Jordan have both said in separate interviews that they want to enjoy this process of what free yeah. agency is like, of, of not the, the whining and dining, but similar to the whining and yeah, dining. Yeah, it's fun seeing, to know how much you want. Seeing what you're worth. Seeing, yeah. seeing how much people want you. Seeing how much people will pay for you uh, to be a part of their teams. So two big question marks for the Bills with Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer um, in terms of free agency according to the analysts according to the people that I talked to at the NFL Combine it seems like safety the safety position has quite a lot of depth in free agency there's a couple names that are going to get paid big money but there's going to be um, several guys that are under the guys that get big money that, that the Bills could afford if they need right. to go after a safety same with linebacker although I've seen linebacker uh, at least tied to the Bills if they don't get Tremaine Edmonds, the Bills could go to the draft for a linebacker. It looks now like another story's come out. The Raiders are closing in on a deal to uh, finalize a deal. Not finalize it because it won't be finalized till Wednesday. Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback from the Niners, after six seasons and a Super Bowl appearance with the Niners, Jimmy G's on his way to Vegas. Reuniting with Josh McDaniels. Going to be with Josh McDaniels, who he was with in New England at the beginning of his career. So there's that. We That was kind of reported a little bit. Now mm-hmm. it seems like it's taking more shape. And they are actually in a conversation that looks like it's going to end with Jimmy G being a Las Vegas Raider. 
Now I get it too. I don't know what how I don't know how much money they're going to pay Jimmy G to come to Vegas, but they were on the hook for like what twenty seven million dollars with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. If they're going to give Jimmy G more than that, what are they doing? <laughs> and if Jimmy G doesn't get more than that, what's he doing? He's taking a pay cut. I mean, he was making thirty plus million dollars with the Niners on a huge deal that he signed with them years ago. I I don't know. The, so the Raiders are banking that Jimmy G is a better option than Derek Carr. I'm having a hard time discerning That's that. That's interesting. Now I get it. The grass is always green. If you're a, if you, grass is always greener, and and Sean Mc, Josh McDaniels is probably sitting there going, "I Derek Carr's a great guy, but I want Jimmy G for whatever because of something, whatever because of a personal knowledge he has. I like the way I like the way he is in the locker room, or I like the way he's not in the meeting, or whatever." I remember being with Jimmy G, and I liked him better than I'm liking Derek mm-hmm. Carr, so I want him in. I think uh, Derek Carr offers you the ability to have a more diverse offense than Jimmy G. I think you have to have a specific offense with the way that Jimmy G plays. And it's worked for the 49ers. It's worked in San Francisco before with him as quarterback. They've won a lot of games with Jimmy G as quarterback in his prime. But I do believe you have to have specific things in place in order for your team to do good with him at the helm. Although you you could do worse than Jimmy G. Yeah. There's I mean, several quarterbacks out there, several younger guys out there, several yeah. several names out sure. there. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Aaron Rodgers, knock, knock. Are you there? What's right. going on? I, yeah. Quarterbacks are starting to make moves. He said he wouldn't hang around too long in limbo. He yeah. said he wanted to to do good by whatever team. He's got the Packers and the Jets held hostage And announcing for the this news at an okay time. Hey, we're yeah. we're almost two hours into this legal tampering period, and right. we have heard zip zilch nada. Maybe within the next hour, we we'll see. Here. We're taking yeah, a break. Okay, we're we taking a break, a break, Tasker. Don't worry. Lots to talk about. Timeline. Lots to talk about here on One Bills Live. So don't go anywhere. We're presented by Clyda Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. back here on One Bills Live on this Monday afternoon free agency frenzy. It begins the legal tampering period starting today at noon. The new league year beginning Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time when all of this info becomes official. When all these reports, when all of these sources say when it gets locked in. Just a couple days away from that, just a couple days away from welcoming new faces into the Buffalo Bills organization and into One Bills Drive. I'm sure we'll have some press conferences here later in the week. Uh, So yeah, we will see what happens and possibly some breaking news from Mike Garofalo. The Bills have agreed to terms with guard Connor McGovern on a three-year, $23 million deal. Former third-round pick of the Cowboys heading to Buffalo. There you go, Tasker. He was with the Jets last year and coming over to the Bills this year. Three-year, $23 million. There you go. Okay. Three years is a that's a long time for That's the Bills. That's what we talked about. Yeah. The Bills have some offensive linemen that were on one-year deals 
this past season. Several of them are up now that they've been a part of the team for a year. And our question was, you know, are there going to be a lot more one-year deals that we're going to see a part of the offensive line that we're going to see as depth pieces on the offensive line, possibly competing for starting spots. But here we see, according to Mike Garofalo, a three-year, $23 million deal for guard Connor McGovern heading to Buffalo, a third-round pick of the Cowboys. Hey, This is what you're looking for. This is the position group that we said the Bills and a lot of people agree that the Bills need to address in free agency. Hold on a minute now. There's two Connor McGoverns. One is with the Cowboys. Yes, and and one was with the Jets for quite some time. This is the the Cowboy Connor McGovern. Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, let's see. Here he is. Uh, 6'5", 3'18". He's a... Went to Lake Lehman, Pennsylvania, Penn State guy, 2019 round three pick. Uh, he's, you know, what do you get, 34 and an eighth inch arms? Like, if, let's go back to the, uh, let's go back to the combine measurements. Got nine, is, got 10 inch hands, nine and seven eighths inch hands. Uh, yeah, okay. He started in 29 games, played in 45 games. Uh, He's been in the NFL for three seasons, Uh, started in 15 games this last season for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, The Bills are addressing, we're already seeing, according to reports, the interior offensive line, which is what several analysts said at the NFL Combine when you asked them, Where do the Bills need to add on to? Where do the Bills need to get better at in free agency or in the NFL draft? And and almost every single person, the first thing they said was offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, interior offensive line. If you add to the interior, if you add more firepower to the interior, you're going to give Josh Allen more time and you're going to be a bigger threat in the run game. Yeah, and... We all, you know, it's, it's a trite to say, hey, it all starts up front. It does. Um, you've seen what happens when teams forget about the offensive line where they, when they get injuries to the offensive line. One of the true surprising things about the Chiefs' ability to play as well as they did in the Super Bowl was the fact they had three offensive linemen out for that game, and they still won the game. Those guys played outstandingly. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of their tackles, one of their players from that, from that Kansas City game uh, just signed a new deal. Andrew Wiley's the right tack, Chiefs right tackle, uh, signed a t- three-year, $24 million with the Commanders. Uh, he's going to play. He started 59 games. He's going to go back and stay with Eric Bieniemy. So these offensive linemen who played so well for these other teams, particularly this one in that Super Bowl where they had all these guys hurt, they cash in on it. Uh, I don't even know if Wiley was actually even a starter before all those guys got hurt for Kansas City. Now he goes to the Washington Commanders, is going to play for them, and Eric Bieniemy. Bills did the same thing with Connor McGovern. Uh, Third-round draft pick from the Dallas Cowboys, played 15 of their 17 games this year. He's coming to the Buffalo Bills. Well, so it's probably begun. a lot of upside. This kid has played three years in the NFL. He's still young uh, on a three year deal, according to reports with the Buffalo Bills, somebody that you can kind of mold into how you want to play the position. Uh, he's going to have a great offensive line coach and Aaron Cromer and, and be a part of an offensive line that has some incredible veteran players and Mitch Morse and Deion Dawkins um, and some young players too, like Spencer Brown. So, so we'll see how Connor McGovern gets 
gets folded into the mix here in Buffalo. Uh, but Brandon Bean, every single year, and Sean McDermott agrees, you got to look at the trenches first. When you look at the defensive line, this team looks pretty good. Uh, they're going to get Von Miller back and healthy this upcoming season. They have drafted, they spent a lot of draft capital on the defensive line over the last couple of seasons. That position group, maybe they might add some more depth pieces because there are some guys that do become free agents, Shaq Lawson, uh, Jordan Phillips, couple of those names uh but offensive line is the position where you look like you need to add some more depth to that position group and we see the bills doing it here uh adding guard connor mcgovern to their roster we'll see when this becomes official on wednesday afternoon this comes first from mike garofolo also adam schefter's reporting miami is giving us getting a backup quarterback for tua Former Jet guy, Mike White. Remember the Jets had to start Mike White uh, during the last year. Mm-hmm. Two-year deal worth mm-hmm. up to $16 million. He's going to back up Tua. That's from uh, Adam Schefter. So uh, Mike White will probably be taking snaps for the Dolphins this year given Tua's inability to stay healthy. We'll see. Uh, but Mike White gets a two-year deal after playing for the Jets and against the Dolphins and the Bills. And Moves he's gonna within get a, the AFC he East. Stays in the, he stays in the division it's and goes to the Dolphins. It's interesting. It's interesting. All right, break time for us. When we come back, we will step away from free agency and talk a little bit about the mock drafts that are out there, who the experts, who the analysts thinks, think the Bills should choose at that number 27 pick in the first round. So don't go anywhere because we're going to address that next on One Bills Live. We're presented by Collider Health on Buffalo Bills Radio. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Welcome back to One Bills Live, hour two of our show. It's the offseason, but you know what? The NFL does a really good job of making the offseason seem quite relevant. So many events that happen throughout the offseason where the NFL is talked about at length. We have... And if we have March Madness brackets coming out this this last night. The tournament about to begin. Brackets are set. You can make your picks. But you know what? Everybody's talking about all these moves in the NFL today as the legal tampering period began today at noon. All of this becomes official on Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. That is the start of the new league year, the start of the 2023 league year. And the Buffalo Bills, they could be be shopping for a backup quarterback because reports are saying the Texans have agreed to sign Case Keenum to a two-year contract as their backup quarterback behind the second overall pick in the draft. Yeah, they so yeah, they were also in their running. They were also in the conversation about Jimmy Garoppolo earlier today, but Garoppolo's mm-hmm. now gonna go to Vegas, so it leaves Houston without a quarterback. Case Keenum's a perfect guy, no matter who you bring in. He's a quality veteran who's good at getting the number one guy ready, particularly if he helped Josh Allen last year, and he would help a young quarterback, no question, coming in to get acclimated, how to 
how to handle your day-to-day preparation, when to watch film, when to work out, when to get treatment, all of that kind of stuff that a young guy has to figure out on the fly. It's good to have a veteran in the quarterback Case Keenum would be able to help him with that and, and be So it looks like well, the Bills will be shopping for a backup quarterback. There'll be guys out there. I mean, There will be. <clears throat> most guys, when they sign, know what their role's going to be. It's not like, you know, you hear occasionally – you know, like a few years ago, Andy Dalton said, "I want a, a chance to compete as a start for a starting job." Those I got t- starting jobs usually aren't up for competition, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. usually it's like this is the starter; you can come in and back him up. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. So, mm-hmm. when it won't be a problem to sign somebody uh, to back Josh Allen up, it's going to be a great ride for whoever it is, and uh, it's a chance to to be on a team that's going to win a lot of games. And we've seen this coaching staff go go younger with their backup quarterbacks. We've seen this coaching staff go older with their backup quarterbacks. Uh, so it's not like they've tried to go one way when signing a guy to back up Josh Allen. All right, switching gears just a little bit, still off-season news, but not necessarily free agency news. We've been releasing mock draft watches i've been scouring the internet to see who the analysts think the bills should pick with the 27th overall pick in the 2023 nfl draft set to begin at the end of april so we had mock draft watch 3.0 that was released on friday morning and we've got to go through this tasker because uh there are quite a few names in the latest crop i tracked just about 30 mock draft watches. I've got to say this year, they're being released at a rate that they weren't released at last year. It is hard to keep up, just like it's hard to keep up with all this news. Let me tell you, overall, I've tracked 76 mock drafts, and it's just March 13th. All right, how? All right, how do you want to do this? You want me to guess positions? Yeah, let's let's, let's play a little guessing game here. If you had to guess a position that was mocked to the Bills the most – in the latest crop, what it's would you gotta say? Be, it's it got to be offensive linemen. Either do I have to discern between interior offensive linemen no. or tackles? It's got to be offensive line. It, tell me, interior or offensive tackle? I would say they probably they'll probably have you drafting tackles because even if they're you know you can move them down inside. So I'd say tackle. Tackles, okay. There were two tackles mocked to the Buffalo Bills. Out of how many? Out of twenty nine total mock drafts, only two tackles. Only two tackles. Oh, all right. Interior offensive line, though, that name was off the charts. That position group was off the charts. Eight interior offensive linemen are being mocked to the Bills at that number 27 pick. But this could change based on the news that came out, based on reports saying that Connor McGovern, an interior offensive lineman, is heading to the Buffalo Bills on a three-year deal. So interior offensive line in this latest crop was the most popular. Number two, do you want to guess a position group? What was the second most mocked position group to the Bills? Linebacker. You're close. It is defense, but safety. Safety. Five safeties were mocked to the Bills. Uh, Running back. Actually, sorry. Running back was number two. Oh, really? Yeah. Running back was mocked to the Bills. Come on, man. At 27? At 27. And safety was mocked to the Bills five times. Uh, Other position groups, we already said offensive tackle had two. Wide receiver, four times was mocked to the Bills. And linebacker was a new name that we've started to see pop up uh, more than before, but only being mocked to the Bills three times out of the latest crop, which was around 
30 total mock drafts. I, I, I'd like to have a conversation about how people feel about the Bills being mock, and if they did it, what would it t- either what would it take for it to happen, and people be okay with it, or maybe if nothing, if if everything was as it is, and they had a chance at this guy Bijan Robinson, the number one running back in the draft, what would people think if the Bills drafted him? Because I'm. I told you today, I'd jump you're, on the table and say, no, you can't it. do it. You cannot do it. I think people could get on board with it. I Even think with, Connor Mc, with Connor McGovern on the roster now. I think at first you're thinking, why does this team need another running back based on who they have, based on James Cook taking a, right. a bigger role in this offense possibly this season and, and Naheem Hines as well taking a bigger role on offense this season. Um do you need a third guy? If you get a third guy, does he jump above both of those two guys? Do you need like, a guy at number one in the draft in front of those two yeah. guys? Do you want to address twenty-seven with a number with a different position so, group rather than got, running back? My saying is, I say no because because of the other stuff in the draft. Even if even if you fix your offensive line or fix it, I mean, finger quote. I mean, what will it take from what would it take for me to get okay with that? You'd have to address a lot of your oh needs my gosh. free agency. We'd have to. We would have to have on the roster some of the guys that have already been signed by other teams. Yeah. You know, we'd have to have guys like you know McGlinchey, Ben Powers, you know, Ben Powers, yeah. which is not going to happen. Right. They're already. They've already signed. You know, we'd have signed. to have the, the. You know, the guy that signed the defensive lineman that signed with the Niners, Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave. Javon Har- <laughs> we got to have him. And we got to trade for the the Denver. All three receivers at Denver got Jerry Judy's got to be on our team. So Tasker is O-U-T, all capitals, out yeah. on B. John Robinson. So he was mocked to the Bills six times. He was tied for most popular name out of this uh, crop of mock drafts that I tracked. You want to guess who else is the most popular name that was also mocked to the Bills six times? I've seen this name before. I can take a chance. Dewan Jones. Osiris Torrance, Osiris Torrance from Florida. Yeah. The two, he's, those two tackles. That's why I guess he's a tackle. guard. Yeah, he's a guard that's been mocked to the Bills uh, quite a few times. Osiris Torrance out of Florida. Mm-hmm. But you know, since Bijan Robinson is the number one name in terms of popularity that has been mocked to the Bills, I don't have an exact number, but he is by far the favorite name for the Bills at number twenty-seven at this point out of the seventy-six mock drafts that I've tracked. So we might as well talk about him, even if you don't love the idea of him tasker <laughs> we've got to talk about him i so. will say this if a guy like him comes in and they start giving him the ball and he starts doing stuff like he did at texas i'll be okay with it. yeah let, i will be totally okay with it because he's a, <laughs> just like that he's a it's dude. fine he's a dude now i'm not kidding you he is a dude um he's big he's heavy and he's fast and he can move he's he's got he's got all of that man he's got all of that if uh, yeah, I. It's the my my on running joke is if I was built like Bizon, Bijan Robinson, and I'm 60. If I was built like him, I'd still be playing. That guy has got it. I yeah. mean, he's got some traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy. So it wouldn't take much for me to get on board with him when I start seeing him play. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Bijan Robinson, he's 5'11", 215. I'm going to read you some of these stats here. plenty big. Yeah. He had 33 rushing touchdowns over his three-year career and averaged 6.3 yards per carry. That's an incredible oh number to average over your career, not just one season. In 2022, he had over 1,500 rushing yards, 18 rushing touchdowns, also had 314 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. So he has the ability to not only affect teams in the run game, he is also uh, a pass-catching running back. When you turn on the tape on him, you he looks like a very strong runner. He's somebody who has incredible balance. He cannot be knocked off his feet. He looks like he's hard to take down. He can change directions at will. It, it looks effortless with him. You turn on his tape, and it just looks like this guy was meant to play running back at a really high level. It looks like he's been doing it for way longer than just his right. college football he, career. He had a monster season yeah. in Texas, a monster season. Yeah. Um, they gave it to him a lot. He made the most of it. Uh, he got a chance to show his athleticism, 300 yards receiving. I, I don't know how much Texas throws it, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you what, when they handed it to him, the guy knew what to do with it. He was, you know, he's, he's great in the open field, breaks tackles, big enough, nice hard nose run. I mean, he's got all of it. He attacks the inside and the outside. That's something back that you like day, to see out of, out of a running back, right. and he's had back-to-back 1,000-yard -back seasons. Back in the day, in the 70s and 80s, when I was just coming in the league or just in the league, the guy's a top 10 pick. Yeah. This is the best running back in the NFL draft this yeah. season. He's a top 10 pick back this in the This is the guy. So he's got that kind of talent. And also, I think it seems to me, too, in this day and age, um, now he's not the kind of guy you're going to split out wide. You know, and he's not going to run routes. But he does run routes out of the backfield and, and mm -hmm. does it well enough to catch it. So I'm – yes, that guy – I mean, I if you're going to take one, he's the guy. Yeah. I'm philosophically, that's not where I'm at in my head today. So he ran a 4-4-6, and, and early on when the mock drafts started to come out, or at least when we started to track them uh, right after the season was over, people were saying, you know, Bijan Robinson, yeah, he's being mocked to the Bills at number 27, but as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft, you're going to see his name go up on the draft boards. You're going to see him possibly go in the teens, in the early 20s, not really be available for the Bills to choose at number 27. He ran a 4-4-6, not that's as fast. Fa yeah, but some people thought he could have gone faster. And the mock drafts that I've been tracking still have him post-combine, still have him being at that number 27 spot. So who knows? Maybe he will be available for the Bills to choose at number 27. We'll see. He's, he's the type of player that your offense changes because he's a part of it. Um, how does the running back room look if he's a part of it? You have to address questions like that. But uh, another name... That isn't Bijan Robinson. That's been mocked to the Bills a couple times. That's a running back at number 27 is an Alabama kid, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, he's 5'9", 199 pounds. And, and he's a name that I've, I think I've seen three to five times. He's definitely not a favorite. But I thought we'd also talk about another running back if we're talking about Bijan Robinson here. We can talk about the running backs today and just get it out of the yeah, way. So, Tasker, fine. you don't yeah, have I, to hear about this <laughs> anymore. Um, I, I don't mm, – I don't <laughs> not like running backs. I'm just saying. So Jameer Gibbs spent 2020, 2021 with Georgia Tech. Uh, when he was at Alabama in 2022, he played in nine games. He had 632 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. Also had 350 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. This kid is 
fast. He's got quick feet, quick twitch. He's got torque to his body. Um, he can change directions really quickly. He's somebody that accelerates as he puts his hands on the ball. He's got soft hands, um, but he, I love his speed when you turn on the tape. Yeah. Uh, he's somebody that's got breakaway speed, somebody that's hard to take down, be, take down because of the ability and, and his torque to his body um, and the way he can change direction. He ran a 4.36 faster than B. John yeah, Robinson. Faster, that's for sure. Um, he does have great change of direction and breakaway speed. Um, he's a, you know, like you said, he's a 5'9", 200 pound, right at 200 pounds. Uh, and, you know, he, he's another one. I mean, both those guys, I think, are going to have great pro careers. Um, the question is, how much do you value the spot? And how, and how much is he going to be in? How much, can he take, how much pressure can he take off Josh, yeah. basically? For, if you're going to draft him in Buffalo, how can Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs or another one, uh, Devin, and how you say it, Ashani? A-C-H-A-N-E. How do you how how much are they going to help Josh? That's the name of it. Mm-hmm. How much are they going to be able to help Josh Allen in this offense? And how much are you going to get above James Cook? Yeah, and that's that's the question that needs to be answered. And when you look at how running backs were used in this offense this past year, it's not like a running back was treated like Stephon Diggs because of the type of quarterback that you have playing the position for the Bills. Um, but this is an offense where a lot of people looked at it and said, it looks like too much is on Josh Allen. It looks like the the ball needs to be whether it's you need to add to the wide receiver position or you need to add to the running back position. It just looks like Josh Allen is doing too much of the work. He was the leading rusher for this team last season. The Bills were seventh in the NFL, averaging, I think, 139 rushing yards per game because Josh Allen had a big bulk of that. Um, but – the Bills also won a lot of games when Josh touched the ball 10 or more times, I believe was the stat. They just had a couple losses um, really since he started so, to play in Buffalo. So you want him to be involved in that run game to some, right. de- to some degree because that's part of what makes him Superman. Uh, but you don't want him to have to be the leading rusher every single game. So you got these two guys. The guy runs, one guy runs a 4-3-6, the other runs a 4-4-6. And then you've got this other guy that's – and these guys are uh, – one's 5'9", 200. The other is 5'11", 215. And you got this other guy that's 5'11", 190. Um, and he runs a 4'4", So you got Bijan Robinson, who's 5'11", runs a 4'4", Jameer Gibbs, out of Alabama, is 5'9", buck 99. And then you've got James Cook, who's 5'11", 190. He ran the 4'4", They're all the same yeah. guy. And do you, if you were going to add to your running back room, would you rather have somebody that's different? Right. I mean, I, I get that. Right now, Bijan Robinson's different. Yes, he's, he is he's, different. He's a half size or full size bigger. Jameer Gibbs, maybe a little bit Jameer similar. Jameer Gibbs is the same guy. Now, I get it, too. If those guys have the skill set you want and your offensive coordinator says, we want a guy that does this, you, it's great to have two of them. Yes. Because you can do this thing like the Bills How like to do. You keep them fresh. How many times did we see three active running right. backs on the game day roster? Right. You keep them fresh and you run them in. That way, when when Jameer, when Bijan Robinson goes in, you say, well, they're not going to do this, this, or this. They're going to do this or this. But when Jameer Gibbs and James Cook are in there, they'll do everything because of the same guy. And not only are they going to do everything, they're going to do it fresh because he's, he's in now. Right? That 
could be a philosophical thing for the offense. If you want two running backs that are kind of the same, very gifted, you have confidence in both of them, and you go with a hot hand or you – or you're unpredictable because you can put either guy in. And if one guy goes down, you don't have to change anything. There's that. It's interesting. It's interesting. But James to... Cook is there. I mean, James Cook is right in the mix with these two guys. And then if you address your needs in free agency, uh, Brandon Bean has said in the NFL draft, we want to go after wants. We don't want to have to be addressing right. needs in free agency. We want to go after want. We want to go after best available. So – does that happen when they get to number 27 based on what happens to this team in free agency? Do they feel like they're at a position when they can truly take best available? Now, best available for them could be graded differently uh, with position groups based on what they think um, could be more important to this roster. Maybe running back running back is not graded as highly as, as another position group uh, based on how the, the scouting staff, the scouting department um, thinks could add to this team in 2023. But Number 27, whoever you pick, you want something out of him in his first season as a rookie on this team. Running back is, it's different because they drafted one last year and they just restructured another one who they've been saying, especially as this team hit the offseason, is a name that they want to add and fold into the, this offense even more in 2023 right. in Naheem Hines. Right. So how does Bijan fit? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I- Resigning Hines and getting him in the fold, and, and I think one of the things that happened last year and we heard was that you know he he came over from Indianapolis and their offense in Indianapolis and the one they ran here in Buffalo was so vastly different. He had a hard time forgetting what he had been learning and ingrained into him and have, picking up the Bills' offense. It it he couldn't you know they just didn't feel he didn't feel confident running it and they didn't feel confident that he was going to be able to know what he was doing, so he didn't get a chance to really contribute to the Bills' offense with a full offseason, the OTAs and all of that, certainly that'll be alleviated and they'll be able to say, okay, now go out and run the route and he'll be able to do it. That's big. And having re-signed him and his return abilities, I mean, he's – Naheem Hines is not going anywhere. He's no. going to be on the team. There's yeah. no way he's not. No way he's not, even though we were calling because he had this price tag. Uh, the guy can play, so yeah. he's going to be here. And you got James Cook. The way that he ended ended his rookie season, James Cook, you would think you there's going to be a bigger role for him next season. Is the 27th pick of the draft worth giving up for what you're going to for the role that a running back that you draft is going to take up away from James Cook and Naheem Himes and another guy? So you got those three guys in there. Is that that guy you draft, is he going to take away from James Cook and Naheem Hines? Or is the 27th pick going to be mixed in with those three and you're going to waste – not waste, but I don't want to color your thinking. Yeah. But you're going to use that 27th pick for a guy who's going to be a third of the running back core. You know what I mean? I just don't think you're going to get enough out of that, no matter who it is. I don't know if it's Earl Campbell. Yeah. Unless, unless he's – the Unless way, James the Cook way is going to sit on the bench yeah. this whole year. The way this offense operates, there's not going to be that number one running back that's going to get 20 carries a game. Right. I'll say this, though. This club used first-round draft picks at defensive end, a, a position they always rotate through. Nobody gets more than 30% of the snaps. So they will use a number one pick on a role player if it's an important enough spot. Yeah. Right? They've proven it. 
with Ed Oliver, with Greg Rousseau. They signed Vaughn to a big deal. That's a lot of assets to tie up in a position. Now, that's an important position, pass rusher. Oh, yeah. That's one, two, They'll three. do it if the, they think the guy can make a difference. If they if they do that, I think the guy's going to get a lion's share of the, of the uh, he, snaps, He definitely I would, would. He's the number one running back in the NFL draft. He can change a team on offense. That's right. What type of change? It depends on what offense he's going to. And he's been the favorite for the Bills so far at, at – the tw- out of the tw- 76 mock drafts we've tracked, that name has popped up so many times for the Bills. We're going to take a break here. When we return, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic is going to come on with us and, and talk a little bit more about this college football class of prospects that are coming out of college football and heading into the NFL. So stick with us here on One Bills Live. We're presented by Clyda Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, we hope to have the Athletics' Bruce Feldman on with us here shortly, but let's get to this Twitter question that we have. What's the best plan of attack for Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, in free agency? And we've got a caller hanging on the line, so we'll go right to the phone lines. Uh, Mary from Amherst, you're on with us. Hi, good afternoon, it's Marie. <laughs> Hello, Marie, yeah, so- how are you? Good. How are you today? I'm doing good. What do you think the Bills should do in free agency here? Well, I think we should first pick up Marcus Mariota for a backup quarterback. Um, Maybe we need to really trade that third-round pick and get aggressive for Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry. We need some power back there. I do agree that um, the two we got is amazing. And I think that with that first draft pick, I swear, I think, you know, if you're going to lose um, a Tremaine Edmonds, you got to go get like a Diane Henley who's uh, very aggressive and he loves football, really good linebacker. Or I could see us going to get Antonio Johnson, the safety corner from Texas A&M because he's big, power, physical. And the AFC East and the entire AFC, we got to play these great running, I mean, these great, wide receiver so we got to be able to contend with that so we got to figure that out but I think we should go get Mariota this week and really get aggressive about trading that third pick you trade the third pick and see if you can get somebody like a Dalvin Cook or or Derrick Henry Derrick Henry might be able to get for a third pick except the fact that you've got Mm -hmm. um you've got a you know, a big salary cap, you know, you got to deal with his number. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's getting a lot of money. Uh, that's the problem with Derrick Henry. Now, if you could get him to take a pay cut or whatever, I'm all for it. But Derrick Henry makes too much money for a running back that's not going to take 100% of the do- a snap. So, you know, I get the idea there. Marcus Mariota, awesome. Yeah, he's a great dude. Uh, he's a uh, he's built to be a backup quarterback. He fits the system in Buffalo, I've, I would I've argue. Met, I've met and spoke with him back when he was first coming in the league. And he is – he's got that mentality. He's a hes a kind of a real team guy. He's a f- great guy. Guys love him, but mm-hmm. he's a quiet guy. Mm-hmm. He's not a vocal leader. He's not a guy that steps up and has a – you know, think he's perfect for a quarterback room to have a starting quarterback to bounce things off of. So, yeah, that's a – that's a, I like that name. 
of course, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry, if you can fit them on your team, find a place for them. So, yeah, yeah I'm all Why about not? It. Thanks for the call, Marie. All right, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic. He's a senior college football writer and insider for The Athletic. He's joining us now on One Bills Live. Bruce, thanks for taking the time uh, to be on with us. Quite a busy day as the legal tampering period started at 12 o'clock today. So a lot of news coming out uh, any takes within the first couple hours of, of where you've seen players going to or players being resigned to? Uh, no, it's been interesting to me knowing, um, you know, the Falcons new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen comes from the saints and you see David Anyamata, a, a defensive lineman who he helped develop there, bring him. I think what you're going to see is a lot of system fits of guys that maybe familiarity or plug, plug into those things obviously there's some big fish out there as this thing keeps unfolding um but it's just another example of why the nfl is king because it's just you know here we are in the middle of march in the middle of bracket season of march madness and if you're a football fan you got to be locked to your twitter feed how do you think the trade at the top of the draft with carolina and chicago um and i know chicago jumped right in got a mid-tier linebacker and tj warner those you know, how does that the trades at the top of the draft at this time of year? I know it probably doesn't f- affect free agency all that much, right? I mean, because that's kind of down the line for these clubs. Um, what do you? It make for Carolina. It certainly affects it because they're not in, in the Derek Carr sweepstakes or any of that anymore because they got the number one pick. You know, what does that trade mean at this time of year? I think it means that they really have a lot of um, strong feelings about one of the, I think it's really three quarterbacks. I'm not sure if Will Levis from what I heard, now this could be wrong, but from what I heard coming out of being an Indy was in that group where you have CJ Stroud, who I know the Panthers have, you know, have a lot of intrigue in. I mean, he looked terrific against Georgia, which is a high level defense with a lot of athletes in the last time he played. He's incredibly accurate. I know he's impressed a lot of people in their meetings. I know the Ohio State staff has given the Panthers and other teams some really high grades on what they think of his football smarts and everything. He is a bigger quarterback than he's not Josh Allen big, obviously, but he is a much bigger quarterback than than Bryce Young, who won the Heisman at Alabama. Bryce Young you know, 5'10", around 200 pounds. I mean, there's going to be durability concerns about him going into the NFL. I mean, I know Bryce Young, he didn't throw there, but, you know, had really done well in the interview process. People know he's really bright, can go through his his routine and his process. He's really good at, you know, seeing the field, and he's obviously very mobile. The wild card in all this, and remember saying this with, Cam Newton had a lot of success in, with the Panthers is Anthony Richardson, not quite as tall as Cam, even faster, uh, a better arm, but he didn't, you know, he had one year at Florida and was inconsistent. There's a lot to love. There's a lot to be a little bit leery of, but due to the Panthers, are they one of the teams that fall in love with the potential of Anthony Richardson? I know of one team I talked to one quarterback coach who had Anthony Richardson as the highest quarterback on their board does, you know, did they make this big move to put a flag in the ground saying, you know what, we believe he has the most upside. Um, We're going to do some things similar to maybe that the bills did when Josh Allen, who had played more, but maybe not against the same level of competition, but we can, we can trust big arm. 
really, really terrific athlete, you know, kind of learn in the position, lean on his legs more and build around him. I think that's going to be fascinating to see what the Panthers end up doing. Yeah, I think it'll be also super fascinating to to see where Anthony Richardson goes and what his career in the NFL is like. Since the combine was just a couple weeks ago, what were some of your biggest takeaways coming out of the scouting combine this year? You know, I think we saw two things. One, just from talking to some of the NFL coaches that I met with in Indy, was there's a lot of guys who are not as developed as they were in 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 past years. And some of that people pointed to as guys in the portal. And that's going to keep going where, um, you know, whereas when you change programs, maybe you change weight programs, maybe, you know, or there's just a little bit of a development thing that I think some of the coaches I spoke to had that on their radar. The other thing that really stood out is you have a lot of big freaky tight ends in this draft. And I think, you know, you saw last year, you've seen in recent years, whether it's George Kittle, um, you know, or Kelsey, you see that kind of weapon. And I think people look at some of these tight ends who are coming out and there's a lot of them and they're different sizes. Some, you know, are, maybe average size. And then you have some guys, you know, out of Georgia and out of, you know, like Zach Koontz out of old dominion who's over six, seven and vertical jumps, 40 inches. I think you're going to see some potential difference makers, maybe going even into the second and third round. Um, Will Mallory out of Miami's running low four or five. You see the potential of some of these guys that I think given what we saw, how teams are using tight ends, um, this will be an interesting piece as as we get into maybe the first hundred picks of this draft. One of the things you put out every year that I kind of look forward to is your freaks list. And uh, amazingly, um, your list this year comes out, and I spoke one of those kids' names, right? at The number one kid on your freaks list is the name I spoke out today as being a guy that I'd love to see the Bills take. It's this Mozzie Smith from uh, from Michigan. Tell us about this freaks list, how it got started, and some of the guys this year that people can look for that they may not know. Yeah, it, it started about almost 20 years ago when I was at ESPN, and it really was about these guys you hear about inside certain football programs. And it was maybe they weren't the, the most productive players necessarily, but they were the guys people inside the program just kind of gushed about, either you know super explosive athletes or just freaky athletes. And so we've had a lot of D linemen, but it's over the years, probably like five or six or seven years ago when I started to work at Fox for, as a sideline reporter, I would be out at, at games and in pregame where I'm talking to coaches. I started to meet a lot of NFL scouts who would talk to me about my list because it was things that they would check on. And the more guys I talked to and then Jim Nagy at the Senior Bowl and his staff, I do these you know, three hour conference calls where we kind of compare notes in the off season about who we're hearing about. And it's really, really grown from that. And what's been particularly um, rewarding is to see, you know, years and years ago, and I'm talking about like probably 10 years ago, I get a bunch of skepticism from fans going, yeah, that guy's really not going to do that. And then they go to the combine and they would not only probably match the numbers, some of them would exceed the workout numbers we'd have for them. So that's been, been great. Mozzie Smith is a guy who, you know, 6'3", 330 plus pounds, super explosive, super strong. I mean, the stuff, if you go to The Athletic and look at that Freaks List story, you will see some of the video of some crazy things that he can do athletically. 
um, you know, from talking to coaches in the NFL and coaches who've been around him, one of the comparisons is Deron Payne, who had come out of Alabama, super strong, super explosive D lineman now in Washington, who just signed an enormous deal. He doesn't quite have as much length maybe as Deron Payne, but every bit is explosive and strong. And I think you see the value of those guys in the middle of a defense, what kind of impact they can make. And there's a handful of guys there. I mean, they're rare to find, but there are a handful every so often who come out. And this is one that I think you will see, um, you know, he's a guy that has made a big impact at Michigan. The last two years, the Wolverines really have become the bully of the big 10. They bullied around Ohio state. They've dominated that series. And I think he is a, he is a big impact on what they've been able to do, not just, you know, in the game, but on both sides of the ball, how they practice when you have somebody like that, who's a tone setter, you know, 365 days out of the year. Well, you can check that list on theathletic.com. Several names and several names that we've also seen mocked to the Buffalo Bills, uh, whether it's at number 27 or in the second round for the Bills. A hundred names on that list. Bruce, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for kind of telling us a little bit more about the NFL Combine and a couple names to look out for. We appreciate it. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys. All right, that was Bruce Feldman of The Athletic. He does a lot for college football. Uh, again, you can check that list on theathletic.com. Ozzie Smith, a favorite name that you have, Steve, number one on his freaks list. Yeah, this yes, explosive athlete, really strong, way over 300 pounds. He's going to be an active defensive tackle down inside. Um, and he's got a chance to be there when the Bills pick. Um, we'll see, though. Um, there's a lot of guys on that list. And when you're looking for – I've got it on the whiteboard. It's in there, and it's when, and I have a little space in my whiteboard for stuff that I leave up there all the time, and it says this, Bill's draft traits. Mozzie Smith's got them, and there's a lot of guys on that list that may be on the Bill's board as well at a very high spot. I think I saw Brian Branch on that list. He's a safety that's been mocked to the Bills quite a few times at number 27. Uh, a couple of wide receivers on that list as well. I think it's super interesting to find prospects who might not be one, two, or three coming out of the NFL draft, but are guys who are really hard workers and, and guys that – colleges and coaches absolutely rave about because those are going to be the players that you want a part of your roster in the NFL. All right, break time. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up here on One Bills Live. We're presented by Kaleida Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. Closing up shop here on One Bills Live at One Bills Drive. Uh, plenty of news coming out here. A lot of news tomorrow. We are going to be back tomorrow, 1 to 3. Steve Tasker and Maddie Glab. see you then.